0: Welcome back to this episode of Outtakes. Today I'm back with Clive Punter, our Chief Revenue Officer, and we're going to take a step back from everything that we're doing specifically around sales, and we're going to talk a little bit about the advertising industry as a whole, how it shifted over the last 30 years and what that means for consumers and how they're using out-of-home and the opportunity for out-of-home. So I'll let Clive dive in.
1: Thanks, Lindsay. Um, this is only my perspective, so could, could be wrong, but the way I see the advertising world is we've gone through a massive shift in the last 30 years. The reason we have, as everyone knows, is partly mainly due to the internet. So if you think back to the sort of mid-90s where everything was about exposure, an advertising or an advertiser would try and, Throw as much um, advertising at the metaphoric wall And try and understand what stuck What consumers saw or what they heard There were traditional tan- channels of radio, television and press And everything was about exposure In fact, um, you know the way exposure was measured Was by pre-imprompted recall And maybe or mostly about um, you know, advertisers doing uh, questionnaires with people If you wanted to get a direct response You had to cut a coupon in an ad uh, in a newspaper or a magazine Or direct response television um, and you'd picked up the phone. And then what happened? The internet came along in the mid-90s. And as the internet came along, you know, the world, the advertising world moved to engagement. It wasn't about necessarily what consumers saw or what they heard. It was actually about what consumers did. How did they engage with advertising? The CTR was born, the click. So everything we did started to be measurable, you know, online. Yahoo was the biggest scaled company. And then, you know, Google came along in 1998. So we saw this massive shift and then, in my view, we saw the third shift in the early 2000s. 2003, LinkedIn was born. 2004, Facebook was born, and we moved to a very different world. We moved to a world of advocacy, where we as consumers build our personal network, whether it's professional network on LinkedIn or uh, personal network on um, on Facebook, and we build our trusted network of people that um, people that we know, and then we share brands, products, and services with our personal network. So the world moved from you know this. One to many media uh, where you stick advertising out and expose it to many, many consumers in a, in a single go, to actually one to one where my Facebook um, page is very different from your Facebook page, Lindsay. You know, it's completely customized, completely personalized. And, um, you know, we then moved into um, sort of, um, you know, ads being served to us based on consumer sentiments. So, for example, um, when Facebook, um, or when, when I put a picture on Facebook, Facebook took Turns that picture into text. The reason they turn it into text is because they want to understand the sentiment of that picture so they can serve me an ad. So we moved into a very, very different world where you know that sentiment is starting to deliver um, on the advertising um, based on consumer intent. So the world shifted really from the top of the funnel demand generation to uh, more the bottom of the funnel intent fulfillment. So the fact that you know it, it feels very outdated now when I go and buy you know a United Airlines flight, and for the next 10 days, you know, you. You know, United Airlines is following me around the web on a bunch of cookies, so it feels very outdated. But that's where it all started. It's all about consumer intent. So... If you think about brands, you know, brands now are spending more and more dollars on digital, more and more dollars around both engagement and advocacy. In fact, in the U.S., there's $200 billion spent on advertising um, this year, and about $100 billion of that is going to be digital. About $60 billion of that is Google and Facebook. Um, and, you know, everything is infinitely um, measurable. There's a couple of things happening, um, which is I think there's a growing question. question mark over, um, you know, how you build brand fame on digital. So whilst you can measure uh, consumer engagement infinitesimally, the biggest question is um, how you build um, brand fame, which I'll come on to in a minute.
0: I think Clive just hit on a a bunch of really big points when you think about how the industry has evolved in recent years and how consumers Are engaging with it. That's everything from looking for media that actually does something for them that allows them to get a product, track a business, but also people are so much more aware that they are being followed around. And very often people see brands, that brands that are on digital, that to Clive's point a second ago, they're no longer famous. They're that brand you saw on Instagram. People aren't really sure what it is. They're losing that um, awareness that brands usually had when they leaned into out-of-home or awareness mechanisms and mediums in the beginning. And when we think about what's happening without a phone, we are a one-to-many channel, but we do a lot more. We, work, we help brands go all the way through the funnel. I was hoping maybe you could talk a little yeah, bit Yeah, so I think, I
1: think there's, there's a couple of things. So, so talking about brand fame, if you think about DTC, which is an exploding category as far as out-of-home concerns, it's fascinating that DTC is using out-of-home more and more and more. If you think about it, um, and you can do this, if you go on Google Trends and look at various brands, look at a brand on, on DTC, uh, look at a brand on Google Trends, rather, um, what you see is that the business grows slowly over time but most of these businesses get to an inflection point where they they, they can't build their network big enough and that's because when you're advertising in an advocacy network you're only advertising to people in that network it's hard to explode outside of that network so the challenge for a lot of these DTC brands is they have to explode their awareness in order to get brand traction and to create that brand fame so that's why we're seeing um, a lot of brands come to out of home because your point Lindsay you know they're one to many you can get massive a massive awareness very very quickly and build that Brand fame, so that's why we're seeing DT, DTC in my view explode um, because out of home is a you know a relatively cheap alternative. It gets mass exposure really, really quickly and can be scaled across um, markets. And the other thing is is this, and this is probably the most important thing. You know, the exposure, the engagement, and advocacy. That's what we now do. My view is a billboard is no longer a billboard. A billboard drives massive exposure, consumer uh, and audience exposure. It drives massive engagement and drives massive social amplification and influence. It really does. So I think that's why we're starting to see a big shift of more brands recognizing the power of -of out-of-home.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I think that when we look at the full landscape and how people have siloed historically traditional mediums where out-of-home may have sat, and the the above-the-line, below-the-line digital and social. What's very interesting is, and I was just reading an article this week, that... Out of home really is no longer considered a traditional medium. I think when you when we think about and discuss what's happening with social implication, like Clive just said, the impact that out of home is driving for brands, especially on social and with consumers, is so underestimated and undervalued. because people don't realize that it's not it's no longer just a billboard. We the conversations about what's happening in out of home and what's happening with out of home woven right into culture and things that are contextually relevant um, is goes well beyond anything I think anyone could have expected at the beginning and now realizing what that means for consumers and that authenticity and the enjoyment that out is bringing them.
1: I, th- I think you raise a really good point, which is... It- you know, it's underestimated that the cultural heartbeat of a city is also recognized in in, uh, in our home whether it's on the subway and the type of ads that are appearing whether it's advertising particular events in particular geolocations or whether it's big brand opportunities you know really um, advertising not apologizing as uh, Maurice Saatchi used to say um, and creating that brand fame because guess what you know when you've got a million people um, in Times Square uh, and you stick an ad on on uh, you know on a billboard whether it's digital or Even though there's a lot of ads in Times Square, people notice. They really do. So if you want that brand resonance, you know that's what Out of Home now delivers, and it delivers, you know that exposure, that engagement, and advocacy. Which, by the way, you cannot do in any other media. Television can't do it, and social on its own or mobile on its own cannot do it. That's why I believe, you know, that Out of Home is not only um, a great place to work at the moment; it's also the medium that has an awful long way to go um, in the next few years. And that's why we're going to see continued growth.
0: Clive, thank you for the time today. And until next time, over and out.